Hello again, friends, and welcome to a special Side Jobs edition of 151. My name is Adam, and we are brought to you by Skeleton Wine. You can find out more about them at their website, SkeletonWine.com, or on their Facebook page at Skeleton Vineyards. As for us, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Tumblr, all at 151 The Show, and we hope that you subscribe, like, and rate, and do all the cool stuff on Podbean, iTunes, Stitcher, uh, YouTube, and every other channel we are a part of. If you missed any of that, feel free to <clears throat> excuse me. head over to 151theshow.com. Ugh, throat gave out. Been sick. Or head over to uh, thisstationswebsite.com for everything you may have missed, especially when my throat decided to give out there. Coming on the show tonight, and maybe this isn't the greatest night for it since the throat already decided to give up, but uh, he is the president of VisionCon. It's a uh, convention that happens down in Springfield, Missouri, May 10th through the 12th, so it's coming up here in a couple months. Friends, welcome in Mr. Brandon Shane. What's going on, Brandon? Uh, not much. Having a nice little snowy night here in Springfield. Okay, let me ask you this. <laughs> For you, what is cold? Under 20 degrees. Under 20? Okay, yeah. We had record yeah. record lows today for the month of March, so that's awesome. But, uh, Brandon, I didn't uh, I didn't bring you on to talk about uh, the weather. Uh, brought you on to talk about VisionCon, and just so uh, everybody kind of knows exactly uh, why this interview is happening, um, if you've paid attention to our show over the last couple of years, you know that it kind of hovers around the world of the nerd. You know, whether it's movies, books, TV shows, you know, this or that, it's always, you know, kind of the nerd world stuff. And one of my kind of things I want to do is, you know, take the podcast to, you know, some of these conventions at some point and, you know, essentially do the grassroots, shake hands, kiss babies, and, you know, just spread the word about the show, right? <laughs> yeah. I'm looking at your guys' page the other night and it hits me. It's like, this might actually make a good interview because I don't think a vast majority of the people out there realize how much work goes into these things. Is that a fair oh, I, statement? I, I, I would agree with that hundred uh, <laughs> percent. So yeah. So yeah, the, the point of this one is just to kind of pull the curtain back on this and let's talk about how and why and what goes into putting on a show like vision con. Okay. Uh, the first thing, it's the foundation really any company, is you've got to get good people in there doing work on a constant basis. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're a completely volunteer-run company, so it's nobody's getting paid. It's all just people coming and volunteering their time. So it's uh, very much we just kind of have to find people who are good suited for these skills and have free time, essentially, to give up to do this. So. <laughs> You're saying yeah. Vision Con isn't your day job? No, no. I, I Unfortunately, as much as I'd love to get paid to do nerdy things, I, I still have to do a day job as well. All right. Well, <laughs> let's start here. What? Tell us about Vision Con because I want to say it's been around for about 20 years. It started out, if I did my research right, it started out as like a, a, a bunch of guys doing D&D or something uh, yeah, along, it, that, along those lines. It started as a group of friends who... Uh, had seen cons before and they were a gaming group. They loved nerd things. They went to different Star Trek conventions, stuff like that. Okay. And one day they just like, we could do that. <laughs> and so they pretty much did. And for the longest time it was a, it was kind of small and it just kept growing and they kept bringing more and more people in. Um, and then it started to become a huge thing. And that's when they had, we kind of brought it into more of a mainstream uh, kind of company like setting. Okay. Um, but it's been going on for, this will be the 29th year of it. Holy crap. Um, yeah. So it's been, been a while now. I should say so. Now, how did you get involved with VisionCon? Uh, a friend of my aunt told me about this convention. He needed help 
volunteers to help start working for it during the weekend. Okay. And I had nothing to do. I was unemployed at the time, so I was just like, I was bored and I needed something to do. <laughs> and so I showed up and I started volunteering and got to see a lot of really cool things, vendors with you know, swords and celebrities and stuff. And then I just kind of never stopped volunteering. <laughs> and you slowly worked your way to the top. Uh, Yeah, it, it's mostly I just kept doing things and then eventually it was like hey you pretty much do all the stuff anyways do you want to be the president okay so it's uh, one of those things the uh, reward for work well done is more work yes uh very much so <laughs> uh brandon shane the president of vision con joining me on the line right now okay so vision con been around for 29 years uh you started out as a volunteer how long have you been working with the show uh it was 10 years ago when i started doing just grunt work and then i've been on staff for seven years now Okay. Now, a show like Vision Con, um, convention, is it like comic book convention? Is it just, uh, what what is it kind of grown into? Uh, Vision Con, it really started as a more of a gaming convention. Okay. Um, and then it's kind of grown from there. But what it, it, it's at this point, we don't even call it like a comic con anymore. We call them pop culture conventions because it just encompasses so much that everybody's into, whether it be the Star Wars movies or whether it be comic books or gaming or cosplay there's a whole if you are really into something vision con is a place for you to be okay and it goes on uh may 10th through the 12th you're uh taking over mother's day this weekend or that weekend yes nice job (laughs) (laughs) um what do you guys uh okay so let's kind of pull the curtain back on this stuff when you guys wrap up vision con 2018 right Mm mm-hmm at what point did you start planning 2019? Because this is where I think you're going to surprise a lot of people that when do you start planning something like this? Uh, well, VisionCon 2018 ended in the like, first week in March. So we were planning 2019 by maybe December before that. <laughs> um, <laughs> it yeah. really does take a lot of work to do these things. And you got to be getting hotel blocks and convention space and everything so far ahead of time because it's, it really is a competitive market to get good dates to do anything. You don't want to do it too early in the year because then nobody wants to show up. And then if it's too late and it's too close to Christmas and all other stuff, yeah. and nobody wants to do that either. So it's it's you got to find a good middle ground, especially being in a place where you don't know what the weather's going to be like for one day to the next. Having an ice storm in the middle of a con is not always fun. No, 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 it is not. Brandon, uh, Brandon Shane from uh, VisionCon. You can find out more about it at visioncon.net. Uh, Facebook is at VisionCon Missouri, and Twitter is at VisionCon. We'll have all this information uh, for everybody at the bottom of the page. Okay, so you start planning this well in advance. Where where do you start planning? Because, you know, there's so many different aspects to one of these shows, you know, getting vendors in, getting a place to have it, getting, you know, I don't know if you guys, you know, uh, have to have, you know, uh, paperwork and the uh why, why can't i not think of the word uh contracts contracts but no it's the uh like safety stuff i can't think of what it is Oh, insurance and everything else yeah it's still not yeah. the right word but you know uh, then there's the guest list there's you know like mm-hmm. you said the hotel stuff what, what's the first thing that goes into planning something like this well i usually start with venue because uh, that's something that you have to book out well in advance and then it's you try to find some good guests to put marketing behind to you we have our marketing team runs literally we'll start the week after vision con 
just kind of keeping up with people just so people see VisionCon in their Facebook feeds and everything still. We, our vendors, we have usually about 30 vendors each year that will go ahead and buy t- or their tables for the next year okay. at VisionCon. Uh, so our vendors are already starting, you know, at VisionCon that year. So it's just, it's just kind of a let the dominoes fall. Uh, the hardest one is always working with the celebrity guests because you have to go back and forth between managers and then to them and then back to managers and to what flights we need to do and what. It's a long, drawn-out mess that's always fun. Now, you know what? I, I was going to wait till a little bit later on to bring up the guests, but you know what? We might as well jump into that. Okay, let's start with when you guys are starting to put together the list, how does that come together? Does it start as like, uh, hey, everybody write down, you know, five people they'd want to see at this, and then you kind of whittle it down by, you know, budget or, you know, uh, well, availability? Or how, how does that work? We used to ask people well, who they wanted to see. But there's always people who were well out of our budget and <laughs> never really got us anywhere. Uh, so we, we usually just put out our feelers to a bunch of different agents. We've got a long list of them now, and we get new ones each week who send us messages with their new client list. Okay. Um, so we usually send out with them. We send them what our basic budget is, and they send us a list of names that will fit in our budget. And then we kind of just start picking out. Well, we recognize this name off the bat, so it's that's a good get let's start talking about this one this one's been in a lot of different things we can promote you know yeah our main guest this year is jewel state she's been in you know stargate atlantis firefly she's she, been the dc universe shows she's been i will tell you this she was uh she was a part when uh, wizard world came here to des moines for the first time mm-hmm. uh she was uh i want to say it was the first year but anyway she was a guest at at that and she's fantastic i was actually at that one yeah oh were you really <laughs> yeah nice that's a good get for you guys. Yeah. Uh, we're very excited to have her. And she's somebody, you know, who's still doing stuff today. I mean, she's in The Magicians right now that's running this new season right now. She's in so many different things. So it's like, it's it's nice to find somebody. It's always easy to find actors who haven't done something for five to ten years. And, yeah. you know, those are great. Those are things we loved from our childhood and stuff like that. But to get somebody who still currently does that, like we had John Wesley Ship a couple of years ago, and because he bridged such a gap between the old Flash TV show, uh, the new Flash TV show, Dawson's Creek, and there was even a soap opera he was on that my mom liked to watch, so she came to see him. <laughs> so it, those are really good guests we like to bring in. Who's been your favorite that you've gotten at, uh, at VisionCon? The one that got me most starstruck, and it was kind of one of my first really – interactions with a guest who I really watched a lot of their stuff is a, it was a Aaron Douglas from Battlestar Galactica. Okay. Uh, I was a huge Battlestar Galactica fan. And when I came up to him, it was just, I've never been speechless. <laughs> and <laughs> I've always tried to, you know, in the position I'm in now, I have to try to not be so starstruck. But yeah. when I walked up to him, I was so, so out of it that I had to have the uh, handler had to talk for me essentially. <laughs> oh no. Is that yeah. what you kind of look back at and like, Oh God, I made yeah. an ass. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it, it, it definitely is. It's one of those things. It's like, I wish that I, I got to have more interaction with him. Cause I'm just like, yeah. Um, hi. Uh, you know, <laughs> barely could talk. Okay. So that's, you know, that's probably one of your favorites. Was there one that was like surprisingly easy to work with? You know, Chip was probably so – he was just such a great guy just in general. Like if you had no idea who he was, he was still probably one of the best people in the room there. He walked into the hotel 
uh, mind you, there's not there's people in the hotel that aren't there for the convention, and he just said hi and shook everybody's hand that were there, and he was just so happy to be there and to talk to anybody. Okay. And it's guests like that who, you know, they don't have you know very particular things. They don't you know because artists get uppity about things sometimes too. <laughs> uh, types are always hard to work with. The, the proverbial uh, jar of of uh, brown M and M's is that what you're talking yeah, essentially, about? Essentially, yeah, yeah. Um, um, but yeah, he was great. Now you don't have to name names like this, but has mm-hmm. there been one that's been disappointing to you? Like you were really fired up for, and they just turned out to be, you know, either yeah. blah or just kind of a pain in the ass. Yeah, it's those ones that they don't show up to their table very much. They don't, you know, it's. It, we've started having it in the contracts that they have to be at the table for certain hours because of some of these people that we've had who were, you know, bringing money, they're paying money to be here. We're doing lots of things for them. And then they just don't show up. And when they can't have it, when my guests can't have an interaction with my attendees. It becomes, yeah. Well, what am I, some of my attendees want to come just to see that one guest and that becomes hard. So I understand, you know, little ticks for people who have, you know, they have, things that they want the way they want them and sometimes when it's not that way they get upset so there's always those instances with celebrities everywhere you know i i my day job is uh the world of radio so you know mm-hmm. done a lot of concerts and festivals and that sort of mm-hmm. thing um you know there's always the you know contract where they ha- say you know in my room i need this 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 and this and you know sometimes they put trap ones in there just to make sure you're you're reading it <laughs> has there been the weird request from anybody so last year we had Casper Van Dien from uh Starship Troopers okay and in his in his contract it said specifically he had to be under an alias he, he could not be under anything else it had to be it could be his name it had to be an alias that had to be approved ahead of time and his agent harped on it, harped on it, make sure that we did it. And we we got bored one night, and we said his alias is going to be Rusty Shackleford, and <laughs> that's what we put him under. And when he shows up, and he's like, uh, he tried to check in the hotel, and I forgot to tell him that that was his alias, and he couldn't check in for a second. And I'm like, no, no, he's under Rusty Shackleford. He's like, why'd you do that? Well, your agent told me to do that. Like, no, no. Just put me under Casper. It'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> Who? It usually is. You know what? You bring that up, but it usually is the managers that are more of a pain than the actual uh, uh, guest, right? It. You know, and most of them work with so many different clients, and they're probably trying to. You know, they try to keep it as blanket and normal for all of them, so they don't have to do the extra work to it. You know, so I understand. But yeah, the the go between. If I could just talk to a guest back and forth. The, it could be a lot easier go between, but to have the in between facilitating those kind of things does get a little annoying at times. And I and I know you're trying to be kind. I don't have to be. <laughs> <laughs> you're the guy with the convention. I don't have to be nice. They're buttholes sometimes. <laughs> uh, Brandon uh, Brandon Shane, president of VisionCon, joining me on the show tonight. Uh, you can find out more about it at uh, VisionCon.net. It's down in Springfield. Uh, May 10th through the 12th. Where Where's it actually at this year? Springfield Expo Center, sorry. Okay. Uh, it's right there downtown, right next to the Shrine Mosque and everything. It's the big one downtown. Uh, and we're also at the University Plaza Hotel as well. As well. So you guys have Jewel State coming in, uh, Firefly Serenity, and a whole bunch of other shows. Mm-hmm. Um, who, who else and what else are you guys doing this year that uh, people should come out and see? Uh, well, we've got uh, artist guest Timothy Chase on, who does. He's one of the exclusive artists for the Robotech stuff. 
Uh, that was a huge thing. He's bringing some Robotech stuff down with him. The guy that's for coming from California to bring some of their demo stuff and all that kind of stuff with him too. Um, we've got cosplay guests, uh, Ned and Margie Cox, uh, who are wonderful guests. They do great costumes. And we just got a whole bunch of things to do all weekend long. We got a movie room. We've got gaming. We've got, you know, workshops where you get to build and make things. We've got different, really, there's, there's something nerdy you want to do. We probably have some panel or some side activity on to do it with. What What's the building stuff? Uh, usually we get different prop builders, different cosplay people in to uh, essentially teach you how to make different props. And oh, some of the awesome. workshops we have, you actually get to make and take it back home with you when you're done. Do now, uh, do people know what they're making before they go in, or yes, yes, okay, okay. Like, do you know what people might be making this year? Uh, I don't. I haven't seen the programming list yet, uh, and I'll be getting up this next couple weeks, so we should start seeing some of that stuff soon. What's the coolest thing that anybody's ever got to make, or well, in your opinion, make... I should say, in your opinion? <laughs> but last year we got to make uh, the armor from Starship Troopers while we were there with Casper. He came up and he took pictures with everybody with it on. Uh, signed a bunch of them. It was really cool. Oh, that's awesome, man. Yeah. Okay, so VisionCon, if somebody's new to it, like, you know, me who is in Des Moines, Iowa, you know, what's that big selling point that makes your guys' well, it, show different? It's one of those things where you, you can go to the, the really big shows and you can get lost in a sea of people. Uh-huh. Uh, it's There's so many things to do, so many people there. Most of the time, you're not really interacting with anybody else besides maybe getting your autograph and that kind of stuff. At VisionCon, we usually have much shorter lines. You just have a personal interaction with our guests. Um, if there's something you're there for that you really love, say you like Firefly, you go to the Firefly panel, and you get to have a discussion, you get to make friends, you get to now know people who are just as nerdy about the same things you're nerdy about, too. So it's it's a community thing just as much as it is a uh, you know go-and-see-cool-things thing. All right. Yeah, because I, I, I will say this, you know, you can get very, these can be all kind of run together, right? Mm-hmm. Some of these shows, mm-hmm. uh, especially oh, the yeah. bigger ones where it's, you know, it's like, okay, you have the flea market section over here where I can go and buy the, you know, really fake Batleth from Star Trek. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I can go and, you know, pay $1,000 to meet William Shatner. Yeah. You know, that that's... I, I, I think you're right, you know, like being able to go build a prop or something like that. That actually sounds awesome. And that's, that's one of the things we try to do is, is VisionCon started as a community event. It started as just friends who brought more friends who brought more friends in. And the, the goal is, even as we've gotten bigger, to not lose that kind of community interaction. And bringing in cool guests and bringing in cool vendors and stuff like that, it's really, you know, that helps grow but we want to you know make programming good we want to make gaming good so people want to be there to meet new people to meet their old friends there's a lot of people who just come back to see their old friends every year there you go and so creating a community is just as important to us as making you know bringing in a really cool guest what was the uh, part about the gaming area uh, was it some huge gaming area you guys are adding in this year or changing or something we're like tripling our size i think i don't Ooh. i we, we had a lot more space to work with here at the uh, expo center and we were very w- we've always had gamers say we need more space we need more space we need more space so we said we'll give it to you and we created the gaming dungeon where we've got the gaming dungeon yeah that's what we call it <laughs> uh, 
Uh, and we're having tournaments there. We're having some official, like, actual, like, qualifier tournaments for, I think, Warhammer. Uh, okay. As well as we're going to have video gaming. We'll have all sorts of LARP arena stuff there, too. So it'll be it'll be interesting. Let me ask you this. Uh, one of the big things, you know, that goes along, along with, you know, conventions and, you know, concerts and festivals and all this stuff, you always have, like, the next, you know, the recap meeting of, you know, what worked, what, what didn't work. Has there ever been that thing that... Uh, you guys thought, oh, this is going to be the greatest idea ever, and it just kind of fell flat? We've tried different things. We used to have something we called the Minion Auction. The Minion uh, Auction? Where, where when, it was, when it was a lot more smaller and it was a lot more just people who like to have fun and poke fun at each other, Okay, it was where you could raise money for charity and somebody would roll your dice for you for an hour or would do silly things. We had, before I took over as president, we had, like three or four people follow around the previous chairman president uh, around just to do silly things with him in the background. Well, so every picture he's in, he's got like somebody in a bunny suit behind him. So <laughs> it, it it was something that old Vision Con, you know, it was one of the best. Everybody loved it. We used to raise 1500 to $2,000 each year for the, just that alone. And, just as we got bigger, people stopped understanding as much. You yeah. Know, it's a lot of influx of new people, and they're just like, they just didn't get it. And so we tried different things to kind of revitalize it and do that, and we just never really, it never really clicked. Okay. Um, so it's, that's one of the things that's kind of, uh, we've had to end up canceling and pulling out in the newer years. Yeah, I didn't mean that question as something bad, like trying to you know yeah. make fun of something. But there always is that uh, you know that moment where it's like ah, uh, maybe we shouldn't do this anymore. You know, yeah. so oh yeah. Uh, Brandon Shane, president of VisionCon, with me. Uh, charity seems to be a pretty big aspect of this show, uh, according to your website. Tell us about the charity mm-hmm. side of things. We started out. You know, as just kind of we paid our bills, and that was just what we were doing. And then once we started realizing that we could make money and we could earn money for things, we realized that taxes were terrible. <laughs> um, and <laughs> no, uh, we, we we again we're big on the community aspect, and we liked finding local causes. That's the our main thing is to find something that benefits our community here, and to kind of draw people in, raise several thousand dollars for charity to give you know, a huge check to some charity at the end of the year. You know, some of our charities you've given to, we've given whole, like, half years of budgets to when we oh, give wow. the check. So it's, we like, we speak a lot of the smaller charities around here, so it's more, it's more just helping out in the same community that allows us to be nerds and have fun and yeah. play games and everything. So it's, it's been a big part. It's, it's one of the big reasons why I ended up taking the president's job is because, uh, you know, it's it's one thing to do all this work and not get paid. It's another thing to do all this work, not get paid, and then being able to watch some kid have, you know, backpacks and school supplies and stuff yeah. like that. That was seeing those moments are just, I don't need to get paid. I, it's, it, this is more healing for me. This is more fun. This is more, you know, just soul filling than, you know, working a nine to five job. No, I understand. Uh, Brandon Chain from uh, VisionCon uh, joining me right now. VisionCon.net held down in Springfield, Missouri, May 10th through the 12th. If you're interested, uh, head over to the website and check it out. Brandon, I'd feel bad if I didn't ask you, what are you, what's your nerd uh, meter point towards? I mean, what are what are you a nerd for? Uh, I, I spent it a lot. I, I really got my start in the kind of nerd thing. Uh, my father 
showed me the Star Wars movies when I was real young. And so that's really where all this kind of started was me pretending I was a Jedi in the backyard. And then just really <laughs> anything that I could cling on to that I could just watch over and over again and love. And so I've, I'll nerd out for the Power Rangers. I'll nerd out for Ninja Turtle stuff. And, you know, anything from my childhood that was just so much fun and that I could just indulge myself in. And it's fun to remember those times. But even now, I mean, I still get into new things. I watch the like the Magicians or the Flash TV show or, or you know that kind of stuff. And I just sit there and watch that on a regular basis. Okay. So I just have this uh, kind of a predisposition to continue to nerd out on whatever fun things I can find. Um, you yeah. know, doing these uh, conventions for so many years, you've probably accumulated a, uh, a little bit of uh, memorabilia and such. What's your pri- <laughs> what's your what's your prize nerd possession? Um, I got two things that I, I literally have displayed, and they're the most amazing things that I, I will never get rid of. It's uh, I've got two comics, one of them signed by Stan Lee. Oh, awesome! Uh, and it was one of the first Cyclops title issues. Oh, um, wow! And then I've got another X Men. Uh, signed by Chris Claremont that was by who was uh, the first introduction of Cable as a baby when Storm took over uh, the X-Men. So you ba- absolute favorite things. So more of a Marvel guy than DC? Uh, yeah, DC is where I started really reading comics and stuff. Okay. Uh, my, first DC, my first comic was uh, Justice League. It was Mullet Superman, uh, <laughs> you know. Nice. But, uh, the stories in the Marvel stuff really hit a lot more with me than the DC stuff as I got older. So X-Men is your bag, or do you have something else? Uh, X-Men would definitely be my favorite, especially some of the Claremont Run stuff, uh, you know. Okay. The, 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 some other great stuff. All right, i got to ask then, Dark Phoenix, yay or nay? You mean the upcoming movie, or...? Yeah, the upcoming movie. I, I, I'll reserve judgment for when it comes <laughs> <laughs> um, I've not had I've not the Apocalypse storyline in the, the previous film was one of my favorite storylines uh, and they did not do it very good so I I still have hope I still hope that they can do something good with it I don't hold my breath though I just I you know what I, I, I watch these movies and I and I just go how boring could you make this like especially <laughs> Apocalypse that was my thought during it I was like this is so boring. Um, like by the end, I was like, I don't care who wins. I just want to be, this movie to be over. Well, my, my thought has always been that you spent millions of dollars writing these movies to be terrible, but <laughs> you had all the script you need written already. If you just go read those books, it's already done. And it's you, already done well. <laughs> I, you know what? Me and you could get along because I've always thought that about uh, DC. I always thought that they should, instead of trying to do the whole, you know, MCU of, you know, uh, leading towards Justice, you know, Avengers Justice League, that type of thing, Mm -hmm. that they should just take some of the best comic book stories and make them into movies. Like, how great would it be to have a Nightfall series with Batman? Oh, yeah. You know, or some of the better Superman stuff or or all this. It always seems like you're trying to play catch up with the MCU. Mm-hmm. So that's that's just my take on it. Uh, I will ask you this, since you're a big X Men guy, do they introduce the uh, the world of mutants at the end of in uh, game? You know, I don't think so. I don't think that that's still part of their plan yet. Uh, they still the Fox acquisition is still pretty early, so I think that it's I think it's coming. I just don't think that it's going to come yet. 
All I want to see him do is like have the end scene where all of a sudden you just see a guy's hand flexing and then claws come out. <laughs> I mean, how great of a simple scene would that be? Oh, yeah. Well, I'd love to just see a dental in there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that wouldn't be bad. I do like the uh, thought that uh, people have been coming up with saying that Deadpool should take over uh, the part of Stan Lee's cameos in all the movies. <laughs> I'm A-OK yeah. with that, so... Uh, Brandon Shane, the president of VisionCon, uh, joining me right now. Uh, as we wrap up, uh, people can uh, get tickets now to VisionCon, correct? Yes. Uh, pre-orders go until like two weeks before con, I think it is. Okay. Um, at VisionCon, as we uh, start to wind this down, what, uh, what's been the one single best cosplay you've ever seen? I'm, I'm partial to a lot of my friends, uh, so, so it's, it's, it's kind of hard. Uh, one of my friends and another fellow staff member has done an amazing Skeletor. You've probably seen him in some of our pictures if you looked at our Facebook page at all. Uh, but his Skeletor is probably one of my absolute favorites because he does the voice in it. The skull is articulated, so he moves the mouth while he does it. Oh, really? It's, yeah. It's, where do you, uh, where, is that on your YouTube page or something? Uh, it's, uh, it's probably in some of our pictures on the Facebook page. Um, okay. I, I couldn't tell you exactly where it is, but he's... He uh, he was in the he was in the costume contest. He helped announce it and everything last year. Um, <laughs> As so, Skeletor, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's awesome. That's perfect. All right, Brandon, Brandon Shane, the president of VisionCon. Uh, you can find out more about it at visioncon.net. Uh, Facebook is VisionCon Missouri, and Twitter is at VisionCon. We'll put all this stuff at the bottom of the page. Uh, Brandon. I appreciate you coming on and the quick turnaround. This was a, this was a lot of fun. I actually love when I get to pull the curtain back on some of this stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Brandon, you have yourself a good night. I appreciate it. Thank you again, sir. Yep. Well, thank you very much. You have a great night too. Of course, if you missed any of the information about VisionCon, you can find it at the bottom of the page. This has been a special side jobs edition of One Five One. My name is Adam. We're brought to you by Skeleton One. You can find out more about them at their website, SkeletonWine.com, or on their Facebook page, at Skeleton Vineyards. That's for us. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Tumblr, all at 151 The Show. And we hope that you subscribe to our Podbean, iTunes, Stitcher, YouTube, Google Play, and every other channel we are a part of. If you missed any of that, you can always head over to 151theshow.com or thisstationswebsite.com. That's going to do it for us. We will see you next time, friends. Have a good night.